The Gemara says in Masech de Soita, when Pare was formulating his plan on how to eradicate the Jewish people, he called upon three special advisors. The first one was Bilam. He relished the prospect of destroying the Jewish people. In fact, he was the one who advised Pare to toss all Jewish male babies into the Nile. The second one was Eev. He took the Fifth Amendment. He refrained from offering any opinion. He remained silent. The third one was Israel. He vocally rejected Pari's idea of exterminating the Jewish people. And Yisra had to flee Egypt in order to save his life. And the Gemara says, Mida Keneged Mida. Yisra, because of his opposition, was rewarded and became the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu. And his descendants became prominent leaders of Klal Yisrael. Bilam was killed by the very people he sought to annihilate. Eiv, who remained silent in the face of Jewish oppression, was afflicted with a life of incredible pain and suffering. So on the surface, who received a harsher punishment? Bilam's quick death or Eve, a lifetime of unimaginable pain and agony? So obviously it was Eve. So where's the justice in that? Eve's sin was that he kept quiet when he should have protested. Bilam advised Pirate to eradicate Israel altogether. So it seems that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Sir Abraham Shmulevitz says something very profound. Eve, despite all his suffering, stayed alive. And the gift of life, even under trying circumstances, is still worth living. And that's why Bilam's punishment was far more severe than Eve. And this is what Dovin HaMelech says in Tehillim. Yasser Yisrani Even though I experienced suffering, but you allowed me to live. Every morning, as soon as we wake up, we thank Hashem for another day of life. You return my soul. Another day of opportunity. Another 24 hours of potential. Time on this world where we can grow and flourish and make a difference in the lives of others. We understand that the world we currently occupy is finite. The challenges we are given is designed precisely for us to earn great reward in Olam Haba, the eternal world. The Mishnah says in Aves, One moment of peripheral pleasure in Olam Haba is far greater than all the pleasures that this world has to offer. And Rav Dessler explains, What does Mikol Chai Olam Hazeh mean? So he says, If you take all the pleasures of all the people from the beginning of time, hundreds of billions of people, all the joys, all the good times that we can even imagine, that was enjoyed over the last 5,800 plus years combined, it would still pale in comparison to Koiras Ruach, one second of secondary pleasure in the world to come. And that pleasure lasts in perpetuity. But in order to earn that eternal pleasure, we have to be alive and toil and achieve on this world to earn that perpetual reward. And now we understand the punishment of Eve. Even though his life consisted of nothing more than extreme pain and hardship, but he was given the gift of life. Hashem told the Satan, You can inflict Eve with whatever pain you like. Take away his wife, his children, his livelihood. Make him ill, make him suffer. But make sure he stays alive. Eve was still able to do mitzvahs and grow his place in Olam Haba while he was alive. Every word of Torah we learn, every act of chesed we perform, every dollar we give to charity is rewarded with eternal joy and pleasure. Waking up in the morning is equivalent to winning the Powerball jackpot. When you have the winning ticket in your hand, 
all your difficulties seem so inconsequential. So I'm sitting in traffic. Who cares? I'm on my way to cashing my $1.5 billion lottery ticket. So my friend mocked me. Or my neighbor has a nicer car or a bigger house. Big deal. I'm living the dream. I'm appreciating the gift of life and what I can accomplish while I'm alive. I have the big picture in mind, not just these few decades. I'm focusing on my eternal life, where I can reap the rewards for the labor expended in this world. The gift of life is not to be taken for granted. A few weeks ago, with tens of millions of people from around the world watching Monday Night Football, a player on the Buffalo Bills named Damar Hamlin made a routine tackle, stood up, and then went into cardiac arrest and collapsed. Fearing the worst, his teammates and the entire staff, and even players from the opposing team, gathered on the field and prayed together. There were definitely many people from around the world that never uttered a single word of prayer in their lifetime. Even atheists and agnostics took a few moments and offered some words of prayer on his behalf. And the doctors were able to restore his heartbeat. Still unconscious, they rushed him to the hospital. For the first time in the history of the NFL, the league suspended the game. There are many lessons we can take out from this story. But there's one poignant message that stands out. When he regained consciousness, he asked his doctors, So who won the game? Their response? Damar, you won. You won the game of life. They all realized that life is bigger than football. It didn't matter that fans took the time and effort and spent a lot of money to come out to the stadium to watch the game. It didn't matter that it was a primetime matchup, one of the most highly anticipated games of the season with playoff implications. It didn't matter that it was Monday night football with millions of people watching. For one night in Cincinnati, the world recognized the value of life. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.